Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories presents the pay-per-view War Stories. As your no-so crew is going to review Unforgiven 2000. A uh, fatal four-way is our main event. And... A battle of someone's heart. It went on last. I'd argue that the other match is probably the main event. The heart for one, Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with the big cutie, the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. It's times like this where I'm always wondering, what would Mama Harper do? She would just talk about the name paper. There it is. And the yellow vent. And then the ch- 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 chosen one, Mike. Boop. It was times like these you learn to love again. <laughs> there it is. Once, once the times like these, I'm like, okay, who's your new Foo Fighters moment? So you're saying I'm a hack? Is that what you're saying? No. Damn. Yeah, I heard they're looking for a drummer. Though. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> well, they have one. It's Lee Singer. <laughs> yeah, let's move him back. <laughs> cool. They're looking for a guitarist. I mean, Phil Collins did it. If you make it work. Hey, yeah, man. Put some respect on that name. Which yeah, to retire. Which, Which one? one? Phil Collins. So, oh. Well, he killed somebody, so, you know. It is he it physically couldn't do it anymore. He's sitting there in a fucking chair. A medical chair. I don't think it was quite a wheelchair. It was a medical chair. Shout out to Mike and the Mechanics. Tell him don't, hey. don't, tell, tell him don't stand so close, okay? You know what? Don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's too busy with this jailhouse rock. All right, we're going to move... <laughs> I want it that way. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Let's go to this pay-per-view. We are all over the place. Hey, listen to your old On the road station. again. On the road and Country road. <laughs> Welcome to Joe FM, where we just play fucking everything. Hey. <laughs> what should I come to Sirius XM next month. <laughs> Joe, Joe FM. We, we play, play fucking everything. Play That's fucking the tagline. There it is. <laughs> I love that shit, actually. Hey, you know what? Maybe a new podcast coming here. <laughs> here we Joe go. FM. We play fucking everything. <laughs> Beep. Yeah, there you go. If never made record, it's going to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steve Eiserman. WWF Unforgiven, September 24th of the year 2000. We're in Philadelphia, PA. That sucks. I mean, yay. We are in the Wells Fargo Center. Which I believe was the core state's center, not the spectrum. It's weird. It was the Spectrum, but then it became the Core State Spectrum, but then they also built the Core State Center, like across the street from the Core State Spectrum, and then I think the Core State Center just became the Wells Fargo Center, and the Spectrum was still open for a while, and I think now is demolished or... Is it weird? Is it kind of like Mercedes-Benz has two giant dome stadiums in the NFL? Yes. Like, what? How, how does that work? I miss the Spectrum. I had a statue of Rocky in front of it. I miss the Omni. But yeah. The Omni is cool. That sounds cool. The Omni. Now it's Tacoma Dome? Now it'd be their COVID-19 medical center or some shit like that. <coughs> the attendance for tonight's uh, event, 18,092. Yeah, it's a lot an hour. They told you all about it. <laughs> over and over again. That's undeserved. <laughs> well. Corey. Corey? Yes. Corey. How do we get here? Well, it's the return of Stone Cold, too. So how did we get to the night of well, Stone Cold? You can't move out of the fucking way. It's mostly how we got her. Ten months ago, somebody ran for over, over Steve Austin years. for over 50 years at Survivor Series 99 to get him out of the triple threat match they knew he wasn't going to be able to wrestle uh, in. So they, they bait and switched the main event in that they, show? They bait and switched the fuck out of that show. 
Um, and it's not even like they found out halfway through. They knew before they booked it he wasn't going to be able to wrestle. Yep. And still fucked the crowd over. But anyway. <laughs> um, look. <laughs> I, oh, God. That's not a good start. Funny, this sign look, okay? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to just suspend kayfabe here and tell you what was going to happen. It was going to be Billy Gunn because he was feuding with DX. That was the only member of DX not shown on video all day. Um, it didn't take a genius to figure out Billy Gunn was going to be the real man. But whilst Steve Austin was gone, Billy Gunn got injured. Plus, they decided to just dismantle DX. So now they're really just flying off the seat of their pants. Like, well, we'll figure it out once we get there. Well, and plus, like The Rock, Austin was like... <laughs> No, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> I'm going to go have this surgery, maybe come back, and I get to wrestle Billy Gunn at the end. It's a hard pass, Doc. Uh, well, what he, got wasn't uh-uh. much, what he got wasn't much better. I mean, you're not wrong. But, um, so now we're just going off the, the seat of our pants, buddies. Uh, much like Ole Anderson in WCW, they'll figure it out when they need to get there, is the thought process. Hmm. So you know how that's going to work. But yeah, that's what's going on there. Uh, Kurt Angle and Triple H are having the match that they probably should have had at SummerSlam to um, determine the love of Stephanie's life or who gets the next title shot or the love of the title shot and who gets Stephanie. Or who's, or who's in the back door. Or... I have no idea. Either way, they're fighting. It's gone from what, to me, was a captivating storyline to creepy stalker Kurt Angle against possible beating husband <laughs> Triple H. Kind of hard to find a favorite in this match at this point if you're me. Um, and then there's, yeah, The Rock won the title back in June, but I wouldn't blame you guys if you forgot about that. As, uh, let's see, it was just a random three-way next month, but we'll just add a guy and make it a four-way this month. Hell, yeah, that sounds good. In a cell? No, oh. just random four dudes. That's on you now, Rock. Have <laughs> fun. So now that Austin's back, The Rock as their champion is number three in the pecking order because Triple H and Ringo were above him yeah. in that storyline. So right. that's, you know. That's that's where we are, Joe. I wonder why he uh, left. And the only reason this company <laughs> is on fire right now is because the other one is It's so actually bad. on fire in a different way. <laughs> yeah, they're actually on fire, and nobody's trying to put them out. Yeah, WWF is in a, in a metaphorical fire. WCW is actually setting themselves on fire. And nobody's trying to put it out. Maybe they're just throwing gasoline out. They're throwing asbestos blankets on it. <laughs> <laughs> We can make this burn faster if we help it. <laughs> Adrenaline. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say this now because I don't, I'm not sure of the exact date, and it's close. Um, it's technically October-ish, but early or late September is when word got around, and Vince started looking into it. And that's the fact that uh, a lot of people aren't aware that Vince McMahon first attempted to purchase WCW. In October of 2000, mm-hmm. not when he finally bought it. They have already decided in real time in September of 2000, uh, AOL Time Warner have already decided they want this off their books. They don't want to own it. They don't want to air it. Nope. They want it gone. So a lot of people are just assuming that it was in January when Bischoff came forward with the Fusion stuff, that that's when it all started. But no, it's actually starting right about now. Hmm. Um it's definitely for sale. And Vince was trying to buy it. The only thing that stops him around October is that his new network, the National Network, vetoed the idea of just putting Nitro on there as well. 
they didn't want it to just be a wrestling channel. Although, look what whoops. you got. Yeah, whoops. You, and plus, it would have been kind of cool if he did. They're still airing ECW. Yeah. They just started airing Raw. Wouldn't it be cool if they also had Nitro? All of it. You want wrestling, which is hot right now. Get our you fucking are channel. The one channel that has it. Get our channel. I would have done that. Move Nitro to Tuesday, like we talked yeah. about. Leave Thunder on Wednesday. Have SmackDown on Thursday. And then let ACW do its thing until they go out of business on Friday. Like, they were supposed to be gone before Raw started, but Vince, it was actually McMahon who was like, let them stay for as long as they can. Like, it's. I mean, he knew he was going to get their shit anyway, but. He was like, there's no reason to kick him off. Let him stay on yeah. Fridays. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine We're with it. We're not competing for the same audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. I can, But I can see where you wouldn't want to be known as the wrestling channel. But at the same time, in 2000, when you're trying to get your... You are... You were, not, you were before known as, like, the Walker Express to Rerun channel. Like, yeah, you were you, nothing. You were trying to get away from the Nashville Network, which I love the Nashville Network. I used to watch the, the uh, talk show in the evening with old Ralph Emery. The Dukes of Hazard reruns were appointment watching for me and my friend every day, but I can see where you want to get you want to get away from being branded as one thing. And you're trying to go national, so I can see where maybe you wouldn't want to be the pro wrestling channel now. But considering how hot pro wrestling was in 2000, and even WCW with its quote unquote dying ratings that most channels would fucking kill to have, I'd have done it. First, <laughs> I'd have been like, "Cool, if you can buy it, we'll put it on there. Sure, why not?" At worst, we won't be able to, what, air two more reruns of Star Trek The Next Generation? And, like, at the end of the day, we could just, just cancel it. We don't want it. Like, it's, you know. Yeah, if it sucks, it's like, dude, this sucks and we're done with it. We'll keep Raw. That's what we wanted. Yeah. But, so I just wanted to throw that out there, that that's how in flux the wrestling business is around this time. Like, Austin's coming back. WWE's trying to be sold. ECW's clinging on to dear life. He is trying so hard to find. And, in fact, Vince McMahon, at this point in time, is even helping Paul Heyman trying to get a contract with USA Network. And it almost works. Well, ECW almost gets on USA. Well, well we, can, we can say since it's like almost the entirety of the war story so far, Vince McMahon is some way in some fashion helping ECW. Oh, yeah, he's been financially helping it since November 96. Yep. Um, but at this point, he's straight up just like he's letting them stay on a because TNM was going to kick them off. He's the one who's like, no, let them stay on. He's using his uh, sway at USA to try to get ECW on it. Like, he's full on, like, I don't know, I don't know why he's doing it. Because just let it die well, and you just take over. He wants an easy transition for some of that talent, which we'll get to later in the <laughs> yes. show. Yeah. Yes, we will, in fact. So let's, yes, get, to, so let's get to the show. Uh if we must. If we must. The stage is basically two Tintrons on each, uh, two small Tintrons on each side of the entrance. Uh, commentary team is one, good old JR and Jerry the King Lawler. We start the show off with a promo of uh, a woman uh, in front of flames with Freddie Blassie doing voiceovers, <laughs> like the flame of forgiveness, as they said. I'm so glad this came back this year, this month. Uh, and, you know, highlights of uh, the Fatal 4-Way of tonight of Rock, Benoit, Kane, and Undertaker. Uh, the love story of tr- uh, Triple H, Angle, and uh, Stephanie. And the returning of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Almost so. It was, Austin's back tonight, oh my god! And there's some other shit happening tonight. <laughs> 
So thanks for coming in. Uh, commentary brings up that Kevin Kelly is backstage waiting for one. Stone Cold. Thanks, Rock. Uh, Shane has seen footage of the person who ran over one Stone Cold. So we have uh, now we have footage, I guess, of that. Where the hell did I think of? I did not remember this, and I was like, "What?" I was so lost where it was going. <laughs> Shane's gonna blow the whole thing off. Hmm. It's gonna be awesome. More on that later. <laughs> He's gonna show all y'all what you really need to know. But let's move on to our first match of the night, shall we? Wow. Well, it's the Dudley Boys and APA versus the Right to Censor. Yeah, I think we underestimate the popularity of Stephen Richards in Philadelphia. Yeah. It didn't work out the way they wanted it to, I don't think, in this match. <laughs> uh, Bubba <laughs> hits the bubble bomb on Val, then power slams the Goodfather and DDT's bull. Dudley's hits their doomsday device on Val, but Goodfather breaks up the pin. Um, back and forth between the four, uh, three teams combined. Uh, Steven with the Steven kick to Bubba, and Val gets the pinfall for the win. Uh, six minutes and five seconds after the match, though, the teams beat up uh, the right to censor. Dudley's get a table, attempt to powerbomb Steven, but the right to censors try to stop. Uh, however, then Farouk hits the spine buster on Val, then APA double spine bust Steven. Then Bubba powerbombs Steven through the table from the second turnbuckle. I mean, the crowd's into it. We hate it, but the crowd is fucking super into all of this shit. And so, I mean, well, I mean, the crowd's hot for it. Yeah, you can't deny that. But the Dudley's in Philly, but, you know, it is what it is. I went to flat two. I wrote, since adding Venus, I'm far less interested in right to censor. It's weird, isn't it? Well, it is. He's weird, right? Because, like, he needed a refresh kind of paint. He fits the, the bill. You know, the change in morality this group is. Yeah, it's like I can't even say it was a bad move. That makes sense, but. But I'm just not connecting. It's not good, Bob. Yeah. Add to my apathy towards the Dudley's, and this was just mad for me. You know what, though? Actually, I have an idea about that. I wonder if Joe agrees with my assessment here. I wonder if it's because since he showed up, he is now doing all the talking that Steven Richards isn't. You know, that could be it. And that's the wrong direction to go. Val can cut a promo, but Steven's a better... Steven got a better one. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Steven, once Val has come for this, what, week and a half so far, Steven's promo work has gone down to, like... Because now he Take talks, it away, Val. And now wrestles more than Steve. Like, so he, yeah. now he wrestles and talks, and Steve doesn't do anything. Well, yeah. you know what it Jesus. is? It's the old WWF mindset. Well, here's a star we made. Yeah. That's the yeah. guy who should be talking and all yeah. that. But Steven's a better promo. And plus, he he's a better promo in this gimmick. Val comes off too much like righteous indignation. Whereas He comes across as very born-again Christian. Yeah, yep. where Steven was just like, no, here's what I'm telling you. This is what is true, and you need to accept it. Yep. He cuts a better right to censor promo. So, yeah. Uh, I'm mad about it. I'm already super Val mad about it. sounds like a, like a Southern Baptist preacher, and Stephen Richards is like a politician. They're even doing the little thing where he stands out because he's wearing all white. Yeah. Yeah. He's that, the, he's that's, the that's the one thing, too. Everybody, uh, Good Father and Bull come out both wearing the normal right, and then all of a sudden Val comes out, and well, he's just wearing I mean, all just, white. I'm just telling you. Was getting super over under Stephen Richards with those two as his mm-hmm. flunkies for better or worse. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, we've gone. Whoop, whoop. Uh, let's go backstage with Stephanie as she's saying that she has a funny feeling uh, about, ten- about Triple H tonight and his injured it's ribs. Uh, Triple H says that uh, everything with him and Kurt ends tonight because he's going to end Angle. Um, 
premeditation. What do you think? I mean, uh, if Stephanie comes <laughs> out uh, and uh, he'll be cool with it, and she know he knows she will. Stephanie says that he thought uh, her and Kurt were just friends. Triple H asks her if uh, uh, her friend is really worth putting herself through all the stuff the past couple of months. We see Kevin Kelly waiting for one Stone Cold. Hey, guys, it's the return of Stone Cold. He hasn't even shown up to the arena yet. This bothered me. So you're fueled with righteous indignation to find out who the fuck ran you over and took a year of your life. And you're not. But you're not going to show up on time to actually look into it. Let's go to our next match. I'll figure it out on my own time. <laughs> Let's go to our next match as it's a leather strap match. Jerry the King Lawler leaving the announce table, which I like the fact that he doesn't have to go to the back to get his pop, versus now Taz. Now they did it to McAfee at fucking Mania. Yep. Uh, well, the McAfee one, they portrayed off the fact that he has to go back and get ready, a.k.a. take the vest off, the, the jacket <laughs> off he's wearing. So, what type of leather strap match is this because like there was some pinfall accounts and then it became touch the four corners no he said he could win either way oh i didn't hear that okay and lawler was always gonna go for the corners because he's old school old as fucking from memphis yeah (laughs) and taz is just trying to get the match over with yeah as uh what do you think of that what do you think of that Uh, this is the worst match gimmick in history of wrestling so it sucks it sucks all the time did you did you would do you prefer the get it over quick kind of one two three or the four the four quarter thing is the worst fucking gimmick in the history of wrestling it's stupid as fuck i will put it to you this it doesn't make it so honestly like my issue with it is like so say i had three corners if i do everything else for an hour and then come back and he doesn't that should still count it shouldn't matter in succession is the term they use it's a stupid um, gimmick. I've seen some good strap matches. This was not one of them. It's like, uh, it's, I don't mind it being a weapon, but like yeah. the focal point of a match is stupid. For me, it like I'm I honestly I've never seen a really a good strap match because yeah, every, you have Austin and Vega, Austin and Vega twice. Yeah. That was a good match. But yeah. King of Strap Match. But he and the Triple Threat. <laughs> but the, what I was getting with is. Like every lately, any typical WWE WWF strap matches, they wrestle, they wrestle, they wrestle. The the baby face is carrying the heel on his back, touching each corner, but then all of a sudden the heel is also touching all three corners, and they get to the final one, and it's a fight to. You want to know my? Uh, it's like all those that same trope for you me. You know my favorite story about '96 WWF is that Vince. Always has his like when, uh, when a when a heel needs or when a baby face needs to get their comeuppance, you know he'll he'll have like you know Taker or someone yeah. like Russell and stuff. My favorite thing was if you had an issue in the back or you were beginning to be more trouble than you're worth for like a year there. Vince's favorite thing to do for a heel is all of a sudden out of nowhere you'd be like. Scheduled for nonstop Caribbean strap matches with Savio around the house show loop for like months on end. <laughs> That's when you knew that you were becoming a problem in the back and Vince was taking care of it. <laughs> Every house show, you're getting whipped by Savio for like a 10, 12 minutes. And you're back, we weren't even feuding on TV. <laughs> Jesus. Tonight, Midian. For over 50 years, <laughs> for over 50 years you're taking on Savio Vega in a strap match. 
But no, this was not good. Well, this was good for one reason for me, but that's about it. Um, the long-awaited rumor has come true. The okay. long-awaited sighting. We'll get to that in a the second. San Diego chicken. Really? We're going to break down the match? I have <laughs> no. Really I have no. He is the Jeff Mack of No Cell Entertainment. <laughs> whoa, whoa. This match goes thusly. I'm surprised he didn't get up and walk out. This match goes thusly. He can't speak Japanese. Konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> Damn it. God, you got me. <laughs> Shit. That's all I got. Um, La- uh, Taz chokes Lawler in front of Jared and yells at Jared's leather face. But uh, as Taz is getting distracted, this allows Lawler to choke him with the strap and then rip him in the back. So this it. spot, oh my God. I was like, can you just get in the fucking ring and stop yelling at JR? Jesus well, no, because Christ. It was a triple threat match. Because that's the basis for the entire oh feud. Oh my for, God. It's for Vince to get more insults on JR on TV. Holy fuck, dude. Remember, don't forget to put in some of that JR like shit. Five fucking minutes of JR just yelling at him. I'm like, punch him or sit down. Like, do something or shut up. Uh, Corey, how do, you, how do you like the fact that the, uh, Jerry uh, pile drives Taz three times when he gets right up? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And on the third one, like, he, he does the flare flop. Damn, dude. Not a fan. Uh, I get Taz's. Like, Taz in ECW, I would have understood it. That was his gimmick. He was unpervious. He was like a miniature road warrior, and I mean that in a nice way. Yeah. WWF Taz isn't built like that. He's been booked like shit. So he shouldn't have no-selled one, let alone three, although I did like the fact on the third one he flare-flopped. It was like, I can't, I got nothing. Especially since uh, Pile Driver and Lawler are synonymous ever since Andy Kaufman. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't that his finisher? Yeah. yeah okay. So maybe, maybe not with Lawler. But, you know, whatever. This definitely, f- I don't know you guys know, this felt like a match that, so Taz and Lawler told the agents what they were going to do, and then they did something else. Yeah. It felt like, because like, that, that spot you talked about where you fire flopped was clearly there to pop the Philly crowd. They fucking lost it. Yep. And that's a, definitely a Lawler call and not something you Vince is going to approve. You're, you're not kicking out three times of a pile drive. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like they definitely they put a match together and put a different match together well, separately. Well, you picked the right guy to, to do it with. <laughs> in-ring call? Because like, in-ring call, like there's nobody else on that yeah. roster who gives a zero fuck like, about what's what Vince fire is Jerry Lawler? Right. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck. Uh, so I'll go back to Memphis, bitch. I don't give a shit. I'm good. Do whatever you want. Uh, tra- ta- Lawler tries. Hell, it still works to this day. <laughs> you know. You know. Whatever. It's, uh, if it's not broke, <laughs> if it's not broke. Get something else. Yep. What? He but. stood up to him. Showed him he didn't give a fuck. And to this day, he gets big contracts dude, to work once a month on the pre-show. He's Teflon, dude. Right? It's crazy. Ain't he? <laughs> also, he sucked Bret Hart's foot in like a month, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. It is It is what it is. <laughs> he had a sucked toe for a while. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and Michael Cole's foot. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Fitz is a foot fetish. <laughs> but no, it's definitely Speedar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why Snitsky was even invented. Vince, Vince play that one out on TV. <laughs> Snitsky is the embodiment of what Vince thinks he is. God damn. <laughs> I am Snitsky. Uh, Lawler tries to choke Taz and carry him to all four corners, but Taz low blows the ref. Lawler, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, that'll uh, work. Last, uh, Lawler tries to go for the fourth turnbuck, but a mysterious man, or not really mysterious, mysterious. Man. Oh, man, he comes in and hits uh, DDT. That one man is not a streaker, it's one Raven. It's got uh, the body. The perfect city to debut because it's Philly. Yeah. So they knew who the fuck he was, and they reacted accordingly. <laughs> yeah, they did. So um, then hey, uh, Taz puts in the law in Taz's mission, and then that's how he wins the match. Uh, raises the arm up three times. So your winner in 507, Taz. However, let's talk about this 
signing you've been talking you uh, mentioned. I, you can't say that. He doesn't work here. Yeah. He's, not, he's not on the roster. Yeah. When did Scotty get back here? Uh, first, let me just say this. Uh, one and a half stars. That'd be, yeah. It's a shortish match that wasn't really needed. This feud has fizzled out. I will always mark out for Raven, however. This has been a year in waiting. Yeah. Uh, he left August 99. WCW, when Bischoff had his famous meeting where he said, Zach, all of you say you're unhappy. If anybody's unhappy, stand up right now, and I'll give you your release. And Raven's the only one who stood up and left. Mm. Um, but then he found out Bischoff lied to him because he promised a full release. And then once he was released, he found out, oh, you just can't go to WF for a year. And that's why Raven went back to ECW for a year of basically just doing nothing. But now he's here. And my favorite story is in the locker room that afternoon when Vince McMahon walks by and sees Raven and loudly yells, who the fuck rehired Raven? Because Raven wasn't exactly a favorite of Vince's. Uh, Why is that? Well, when he was there before in 93, 94 as Johnny Polo, he'd kind of gotten into the office. He would sleep until noon and then go in and do the two hours of work that other guys stretched into 10 hours. He would do in two. But more importantly, he would take a, uh, let's see, in 94, we're, we're talking a 24-year-old Shane McMahon. And he introduced him to the club scene. There it is. And all the things that come with club scenes, like drugs, women, women like, uh, and Vince, Vince would have been fine with the sleeping in till noon and doing a half-assed job because his half-assed job was as good as anybody else's. But when you take his son and introduce Treat him to like the, one of the boys, yeah, and introduce him to the you know the the GBH and the ecstasy and the yeah, you're out. Mm. Can you can you imagine a scenario where it's Shane and Raven and Edge and Christian just at like a club scene? <laughs> Be awesome. Just fanging and banging, fanging and, and like, banging. It's too bad too because Raven, the character Raven, would work perfectly in Attitude Era. Oh, it's such a great. It's like much better than it did in WWE. The only one that's better is Big Papa Pump, right? The Raven, like that, the Flock Raven. Oh my God, that's a great character. Like you know, if you'd have had the Flock in WWE ninety eight ninety nine, they would have been like they wouldn't have turned face, but they would have been fun for the uh, Ministry of Darkness to fight off against. Because you'd have been, Raven would have been the one guy in the company who was like, "I don't care about your devil crap, like, yeah. whatever." And then they could have annihilated his entire flock and, and and beat the shit out of him too eventually. But it would have been like would have been fun TV getting there. So I thought we got we got to do going forward for at least a little bit. We had we had to watch something, gentlemen. Now that Raven's here. Is Kibben on Suicide Watch? <laughs> yeah. Because Jesus, man. Because he's over let, there let, yeah, let, with Mad USA. Oh my God. Let, let, uh, let's see if the tone of has a new moon rising <laughs> like for one Kidman. If you start ditching like for real, we got a problem. Because <laughs> I start talk, calling him Yoshi Kidman. God, Yoshi, Yoshi Kidman might be on Suicide Watch. Kidman Toshi is now even Raven is in WWF. Damn, damn, man. But that he had to have known what was in form that day on. Who the fuck rehired Raven? Well, looks like I made a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, we go. Um, <laughs> we uh, Michael Cole joins. Michael, uh, Michael joins uh, Jr. At, at the table. <laughs> Holy fuck, this is bad. Still green, Michael Cole, and still Jr. Jr. Yep. Who's mm. on one today, by the way? Oh well, you you this know dude why? This has a throbbing erection. Uh, we see Steve Blackman getting ready for his match. We see Kevin Kelly in the back, but then a truck shows up with a Stone Cold logo on the hood. Could it uh, be? Could it be? Can it? Is it? 
You can't tell by looking at my face, but I'm really it's happy. It's Bob right Ashley. Now. By God, that's <laughs> that's Cactus Jack. I don't know who the hell it is. Nope, it's Cut one. It's his one stone cold. Uh, Kelly tries to ask him a question, but uh, Austin says he's going to be the ones asking questions around here, and then shoves Kevin Kelly into the garage door. It's not exactly how I remember Andy Griffith treating him, but uh, <laughs> you know. Shut the hell up, Opie. <laughs> his bitch slaps Opie. Then he gives Barney a stone cold stunner. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> And then bangs his wife. What? <laughs> I got your Aunt May right here. <laughs> oh my God. I got your Aunt May swinging right here, bitch. Goes in and assassinates Floyd the Barber for no reason. <laughs> Dark show. That's what I, That's the Tarantino Andy Griffith show. Coming to HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. Andy Griffith, the dark years. Yeah. <laughs> Just two lines of fucking Stone. coke off the counter. It'll be called Stone Cold Griffin. <laughs> yeah. You should play Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> The reboot starts Tokel Steve Austin. One thing I'm wondering is why the hell did I name my kid Opie? <laughs> what? Fagin' and bacon. Toby. All right, let's go to our next match. It's a hardcore championship. Yeah. Ten minute limit. So this match goes ten minutes. You don't say. Uh, former champions uh, Al Snow, Crash Holly, Test with Trish, Saturn with Terry versus, uh, with, uh, versus Funaki versus the champion Steve Blackman. Uh, Al Snow comes out that, that he's from Italy. Uh, he has a pizza, leather jacket, top hat, a dead fish, and a photo <laughs> of Tony Danza. Like, this gimmick is so funny to me. I just like, he has a dead fish? Jesus Christ. I mean, how would you represent Italy? Uh, well, he pretty, pretty much nailed it. I mean, myself is a proud Massaro family. Hey. Uh, Saturn Saturn does a uh, top rope, uh, or sorry, a tope suicida through tope the suicida through the ropes, but Blackman just hits him with a trash can lid instead. Uh, Tess yeah. with the pump handle <laughs> slam uh, to Blackman. Uh, Saturn with the uh, sidekick to Test. Terry and Trish get on the apron, and Saturn accidentally hits Trish off the apron with head. <laughs> Tess then grabs hey. head and takes a swing, Trish got but, head. but then Terry gets head by getting hit by Test. Oh, all right. Crash with the jumping Hurricane Rana or Frankensteiner. Uh, Saturn with the moonsault off the top turnbuckle to the outside on a couple of guys. Saturn and Funaki fight on the uh, fight backstage. Indeed. Test uh, big boots a trash can into Blackman's face. Crash Holly pins Blackman for the win and runs off with the tra- uh, runs off but gets into uh, gets ran into a trash can by Saturn and then Saturn wins the title. Uh, then they brawl around the stage, the aisle, through the crowd. Blackman ha- uh, and Saturn have a stick, uh, like a kendo stick, and the two stick battle. Snow hits Al uh, Tess with the pizza. Uh, then we have Blackman hits Saturn with the kendo stick in the head to win the title back with one minute left. Blackman then just leaves the ring while everyone follows and try to dogpile him in the aisle. Uh, so your new, your hardcore champion, Steve Blackman, in ten minutes. Because there was a 10-minute limit. This was not as good as the one WrestleMania. This uh, sucked. Yeah, this was not good. Indeed. This was terrible. Uh, so one and three quarters. Nowhere near as good as Mania's. <laughs> Black men retains and looks good at least. Because so one of Mania was fun. Yeah. This was boring as shit. This sucked. Well, Except for like the Al Snow bit. This whole thing was terrible. Well, look who it had. I mean. <laughs> you don't. Who are you to doubt Funaki? A long-time wrestling friend. Wait, is that? Uh, we go backstage with Kurt Angle showing people his gold medals, and he runs into Stone Cold. 
He tries to introduce himself to Stone Cold. Well, Angle says it's an honor that Stone Cold has returned and gives him a special gold medal, even though he didn't earn it. Uh, Stone Cold then shoves, uh, uh, tells uh, Angle to shove it up his ass and attacks him in the hallway. So you can shove it up your ass. You're you? telling me from day one they had this comedy like just yep. with them together. Yep. Holy f- this chemistry, Jesus Christ! Because I was like, oh my god, it's already here. Yep, they're first already time on, first time on screen, fucking perfect together. You didn't really do anything to earn it, but here's a cold record. Holy shit! And I was like, oh, it just made me like want to watch their shit in a year. Like, cause it's fucking comedy <sighs> gold. Damn. Kurt Angle, God, he's so good. <clears throat> it might be worth it to ask yourself: Is there anybody that we remember that he didn't have instant great chemistry with? Probably Taker, but nobody has to take because Taker sucks. <laughs> Uh, that's because he's always like, oh, you're a little bitch. <laughs> wow, well, you know. <laughs> you know. You've done it now. All right. That was the American badass of baseball players. Yep. <laughs> Let's go to our next match. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Angle had good chemistry with Taker with promo work. A.K.A. him doing, with, with him doing the mini moped. That's him true. not wanting to do the match. So, so by Angle, chemistry, you mean Angle just talking to Taker standing there chewing. Yeah. Bingo. Right. Yes. Yeah. Got, got but it. But like Angle so saying. Taker and his can of skull had great chemistry. <laughs> I don't know. Angle not wanting to have the match, and he knows the fans don't want to have, see the match. Angle, the Olympic hero. He wasn't wrong. So I think it's the um, in-ring for right now, not good chemistry, but. Taker has not had chemistry with anybody since he came back in ring. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I try to cut him some slack. It makes sense. Like, you came back from a fairly serious injury with your hip and all that. I get it. And you're also debuting a whole new character. And it's a character who, uh, unlike your previous incarnations, has to sell and be more human. You can't just can't fucking zombify man. it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, there's probably a learning curve. I mean, I'm, even for someone who's been wrestling the length of time he has, that's a lot of stuff to change all at once on the fly. So I get it, but you ain't impressing nobody. So Undertaker's not impressing anybody with their chemistry, but let's see if the chemistry in this match works, as it's X-Pac versus one Chris Jericho. Well, mm. well. <laughs> uh, X-Pac misses the Bronco Buster. Better. History tells us no. <laughs> Uh, Jericho jumps the, to the top rope for the springboard, but X-Pac just throws him the outside. X-Pac with an over-the-top plancha. So, uh, sort of. Uh, Jericho slipped. Yeah. He fucked up. Don't let that get in the way. Uh, which you know he's like, fuck, now I gotta hear about this forever. I, the first thing I thought of, I was like, There's, yep. <laughs> first thing he's gonna say when we walk the curtain. Nice job, Chris. Do you move much? Uh, <laughs> X-Pac throws uh, Jericho into the timekeeper. Jer- X-Pac hits the Bronx Buster, but then he celebrates, and then you know what's going to happen there. He gets powerbombed by Jericho, and it's like, you know there's something different. You know something's going to be uh, what's going to happen next when you've been watching X-Pac hit the Bronx Buster for two, three years now, and all of a sudden now he's posing after on top. It's like when you say your name before your move, you know, you know something bad's going to happen. Um, Jericho hits his own Bronco Buster. Uh X-Pac mm. uh, brings in nunchucks into the ring, and Jericho ducks and uh, tries to uh, roll him up. Jericho tries to do a belly-to-back suplex, but X-Pac low-blows Jericho and hits the X-Factor, but Jericho kicks out. So has anybody kicked out of the X-Factor? But I got to say, I think JR makes a good point. He saves this. That JR says the ref might have done a slow count on that one. 
to ha- allow Jericho to kick out because, like, if you're not, my God, slow count Jones. I don't know. Triple H, maybe Kane. I'm sure Triple H did. In their the long going feud. I wouldn't feud. be surprised if China did. I don't know. Uh, X Pac goes for a Hurricane Rana, but Jericho hits a power bomb. Jericho puts X Pac in the walls of Jericho, but X Pac is able to get to the ropes. But uh, Jericho then goes for the line stop, but X Pac puts the knees up. X Pac tries to do a second rope move, but Jericho catches him and puts him in the walls of Jericho, and X Pac taps out. After the match, though, X Pac uh, attacks Jericho with his nunchucks, hits him in the head again. Uh, this match went nine minutes and five seconds. If you notice, though, that, that shot was not nearly as stiff as the first one. Yeah. No. He uh, worked that one a little better. Yeah. <laughs> this match was terrible. It was boring. See, I slightly differed. I gave it a flat three. And I said for them, a good match. And I thought they worked better here than they had in the past. Um, I, I, felt, I felt the opposite. Yeah? Yeah. I, think, I felt like they've had a better match. I do, too. Hmm. Maybe I just don't know what the fuck I'm... Well, you are the database. So Sometimes you... I gloss over when it comes to, like, paper. You know? well, I, I haven't been a fan of Unforgiven, by the way, so far. Four matches in. Yeah. I, honest to God, I was like, I miss Fall Brawl. Damn. It's that, it's that weird thing of, like for, like, for these two wrestlers, we know their history. We know what the future holds for them both. And they're, you know, what they've done in the past prior to this match. And it's just like, when you see these two names, you're like, oh, hell yeah, these two can go. And then... They do, and you're like, eh, you know, it went okay. Like, we now, expect more from these two. Now, having said what I just said, the 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 cream of the card is coming up, you know, from here on out. Yep. Uh, we're gonna go backstage though with kind Mick of. Foley. Uh, Angle comes up to Foley and tells him that Austin has kicked his ass, and what type of business is Foley running here? Angle says that even though uh, he says he will continue to wrestle tonight because he's a uh, Olympic hero. Angle says the night before the Olympics, he had a head cold, and the day of his uh, of it, he had an IBS in uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, Foley says I because want to fucking do Olympic wrestling with irritable bowel syndrome. Not great, Bob. Foley says because of Triple H, uh, of hitting Triple H with a sledgehammer, his match now is no DQ. You don't say. Which I feel like we shocker. It's like one of those things. Like it was on Smack. <laughs> it was on SmackDown or Mon- on Monday. Triple H is like, "You're not going to stop me from doing what I'm going to do to him." I kind of just assumed it was always a yeah. Uh, we go backstage with The Rock. He's getting ready, and someone knocks on his door. They'll be waiting for you. And then there, there's Mott. Is it Hermie? Hermie here to interview you? No, it's Stone Cold. Uh, they shake hands. Rock welcomes him back. Ugh. Austin I says hated this so oh much. God. Austin says he hasn't found the person who hit him yet, but you know, Rock, it was your rental car. Uh, you then gotta they, have a niggy. What's going on? Then they start talking for a bit, but then Just Joe comes in, and Just Joe says, "Hey, I've heard some stuff." And then Austin doesn't give a damn and beats him up. I hope this is the write-off of Just Joe. I've had about enough. Like I wonder when he signed the contract, did he? I wonder if he was like, you know what? They're only going to use me to. Spread like, the gossip. Stir the shit between the two top people, whoever they are at the time. Rock verbally blowing Austin. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what are we sucked. fucking doing? I man? was like, why is he verbally blowing him? We It's that weird it's like that crazy thing of probably you probably Corey or maybe we will you caught this at the in this time frame of like when 
they would verbally blow someone. Like for me, like I didn't pick it up. Like, oh, cool, you know, whatever. But it's like when we go back to Flair and Brett. Hogan, this one's for you. Oh, my God. The most egregious. You know, so it's like me not picking that up at the time, knowing that's just creative control, brother. You've got Brett and Rick in the ring sucking Hogan's dick at the same time. (laughs) Come on, man. And it's just, yeah, it's just disgusting. It's a goddamn disgrace. But let's go to our next match. For the WWF Tag Team Championships in a steel cage, uh, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys. Uh, we get a recap of the SmackDown, them beating everybody up. Uh, then we start the match. Both wrestlers, uh, both sets of teams, they try to escape. Matt with a second rope leg drop to Edge. Christian was hung up on the top rope, and the Hardys hit poetry in motion on Christian. Hardys try both leave, but Edge and Christian try to stop him. Jeff throws Christian down, and Jeff climbs to the top, and he's going to hit the swanton. But Edge shoves Jeff, and Jeff just falls and tries to hang on but he falls off the top of the cage. So Jeff is out of this match, but then commentary says Cole goes, Jeff's out of this match. And then Jared says, I think they can go back into the match that they want. And then Cole's like, well, I just said he's out of the, like, I basically, the hell be the point of that. No mush mouth. I just said he's out. Basically. Cause Cole's like, Oh, Jeff's out of the match. And then, uh, Jared gets on top, like on him. Like, no, 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 he's not out. He, uh, you know, uh, this, and Cole's like, I just said he was out of the mat. I didn't know. I didn't mean that, you know. Uh, but, so Jeff hangs out on the side of the, outside of the match for a, a while. Uh, Matt tries to leave, but Edge and Christian suplex Matt back into the ring. Edge and Christian throw Matt in the cage while Jeff is starting to climb back in, but they keep knocking him off. Uh, Jeff asks for the key, but the ref wouldn't uh, get it to him. So J- Jeff, the babyface, Shoves, throws the ref against the cage and gets the key and brings in a chair. But Christian shot, stops Jeff by shutting the door on him. Baby face. Yes. Uh, Christian leaves the cage and brings in another chair into the cage. Matt is now busted open. Uh, Matt against the cage and the, and the ropes and Edge and Christian. I don't do- think it busted open. I don't remember. I, I don't remember like a he- move like being crazy. I was like, why is he bleeding? I assume it was just against the cage somewhere. Like... Because I didn't really catch where it happened. It was just... I remember oh, him blading, but I was like, what yeah, the fuck would have caused that? I want to say it's possible that he was graded against the cage at a point here. Uh, Matt's against the cage, in, the, in between the cage and the ropes, and Edge and Christian do their own part to emotion. Edge and Christian miss the, uh, the concerto as Matt then hits a double clothesline. Ed, Christian's hanging off the cage, and Jeff throws a ladder at him <laughs> to eliminate him from the match. So it's now down to Matt and uh, Edge. Edge hits a top rope bulldog on Matt. Christian climbs back uh, back to the top of the cage. Matt hits a superplex on Edge. Jeff uh, does a whisper in the wind off the top of the cage and kind of goes through. They kind of go through Matt and Edge. Okay, they don't catch him. No. Yeah. Uh, Corey, can I ask you? Yeah. Would you do that spot or would you do the macho spot and have a... Uh, have them kind of catch you or do the uh, macho, uh, do the Piper Hogan. I was just take a step back. I mean, that 
you can pinpoint to that exact moment where the end of Savage's career started. Yep. So fuck that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Christian try, uh, is trying to use the ladder to get back in the ring, but then Lita comes down and low blows him and then climbs the cage a bit and hits a Hurricane Rana off the ladder to Christian. Edge climbs to the top of the cage, but the Hardys hit a concerto, and Edge falls back into the cage as then both Hardys climb out of the cage. Your new tag team champions, the Hardy Boys, in 14 minutes. I like the match. I just didn't feel like a cage match was necessary, and so it, it was sort of a hat on a hat thing for me. So it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Like, I mean, they have great chemistry, so they're never going to have a bad match. But I don't know that I needed to see it here. I kind of agree with you. I did. I liked the match quite a bit. I gave it three and three quarters. I said, although this feud has about worn out its welcome with me, at least the matches will always be good. Um, it was time to change the belts, I felt. Um, and it was a bit of a hat on hat, as you were saying. Honest to God, I think it just came down to what match can we put on here that we have a number four where Jeff could do something crazy and kill himself. We've done too many ladders. Hey, how about a cage? How about he just chuck himself off a cage? Also, it felt like the Hardys were sort of working heel here, which is a bold strategy. They were. As I said, were Jeff shoving the ref to get the it's key? A, it's a bold strategy. <laughs> I'd turn them heel. Uh, you know. I think I have Lee to come out and help. Um, we're going to go backstage with Stephanie as tri- with Triple H as Austin comes in and wants to know. Oh, what's uh, just Stephanie? Austin comes in and wants to know the whereabouts of one Triple H. Uh, Stephanie says Triple H went to go see Foley. Uh, Stephanie says uh, starts to suck up to Austin, saying he looks fantastic and she has something for him. Stephanie Herbies? gives no, she gives him. Uh, Stephanie gives Austin the hat that he was wearing that the night that he got ran over. Austin says, "Hey, thanks for this. You found the hat. Shit's all over. But you didn't find the person who uh, ran me over. Well, who cares? At least I got my hat back. I can just go home now. Jesus." <laughs> Hey, Stephanie, that's what it feels like when you talk to everybody else on the roster. That's how it feels. Sucks, doesn't it? Uh, Austin. But then Stephanie says that Shane has found footage, and Austin says there's three things you're sure about. One, death. Two, taxes. And three, can't trust anyone around here. IRS and the taker tag team? Death and taxes. We go to Foley with Triple H. uh, uh, Triple H says, you know, they've been a little friendly lately, but tonight it's all about business. Uh, Triple H is going to do Angle uh, like the way beat up Angle like he used to with Foley. Foley says, "Well, the match is no DQ, and he doesn't care what happens, but he's going to call it right down the middle." Uh, we have commentaries that are going to start promoting. Oh, sure, looks like your buddy, buddy with Triple H all of a right? sudden. Right. Uh, I'm pulling your impartiality into question, sir. We uh, erroneous. So Lawler's music starting to hit as they're promoting the Eddie China, what's been happening to them. And I was so confused. I'm like, why is Lawler's music happening? But it's just him coming back down the road. Because ring. Vince has had enough of J.R. and Cole as a team. He's like, God damn it. Get back out there. Uh, we get a history of what has happened between Eddie and China's past couple of weeks. The verbal abuse, the kiss ass, the faking, the lovey lovey, uh, China's employee boy, all that good jazz. Leading to this match, which... We all wanted here. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, Rikishi versus Eddie Guerrero with China. That long-standing blood feud. Ooh. 
Uh, Rikishi throws Eddie in the steel steps. Eddie decides to leave, but then China tells him to get back in the ring. China then shoves Eddie and then tries as he tries to leave again. So China just throws Eddie back in the ring. Rikishi with the stink face, but Eddie rolls out. Uh, goes to the stink face, but Eddie rolls out of the ring. Eddie hides behind China and then shoves uh, her into Rikishi. Rikishi asking uh, China, "What is she doing?" It's like, yeah, it's her fault. She got shoved into you. Uh, Eddie sneaks around and hits a crossbody off the top turnbuckle to the outside and then throws Rikishi in the steps. Rikishi with his own Samoan drop. Rikishi hits the bonsai drop, but then China comes in and stops the ref. China says, I'm sorry, and just goes to the outside. You know, that's how you stop a ref. Um, Rikishi goes over to her and wants to know what's going on. Rikishi grabs China and throws her in the ring. Rikishi shoves China down and hits a sidekick. Then the bell rings. Uh, Rikishi hits the bonsai on China. Uh, uh, looks like Eddie was crawling over to check on China. Uh, oh, Eddie goes to go check on China, but first notices his title and then goes and grabs the title and then checks on China. Uh, this match went six minutes and ten seconds. So uh, maybe you guys can answer this for me. How the, why is Rikishi disqualified? I don't uh, understand how he's disqualified. Yes. I was like, what? Uh, uh, two stars. <sighs> I'm not really digging this feud, and this match was more to just continue the China saga, middling at best. Wait. Like, just not worth. And then I, at first I was like, why is Rikisha attacking China? I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I know why. Never mind. <sighs> Now I got it. Kind of acting heelish, Rikishi was a little bit. A little bit, right? Yeah. A little, a little heel Rikishi? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made their, their mind up tonight, what they're doing. So they figured it out. Yep. For better or worse. Worse. Very, very much worse. <laughs> Jesus. Eddie. So next on the show, we have... Um... I got it. Okay. Uh, we go backstage with Coachman and The Undertaker. Coachman asks him about what? the match. I didn't even see this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he asked, like, what? <laughs> you lucked out then. The uh, he asked about his match tonight with the, the, the three, and the Undertaker says everyone will be going for a ride tonight, and that his the ring is his yard, and he's the big dog. Oh, here Uh-oh. it is. Acknowledge me. And I'm the big dog who runs this yard. I was like, be sad back then? Motherfuck. This one started. Holy Christ. Is it his yard? I know he thinks no. it is. Is it his yard? No, no. It's, it's like it's definitely Austin's yard. There's, it's Austin's it Rock's yard. No, no, we have, yard. Found out, we have found out during the Rock's tunnel in that it is indeed Austin's yard. So, um, yikes. We go backstage <laughs> with Kurt Angle just sitting there going, can't believe what type of day he's had. Triple H, his match with Triple H is a no DQ. Stone Cold kicking, trying to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely not happy with him. But then all of a sudden, Trish Stratus shows up and says, hey, if you need anything, let me know. And Angle says he got it and then leaves. Kurt Does, Ang- doesn't look at her. Kurt Angle, uh, I, I can, I, unfortunately, like this is like me with with women back in the day. Like there could have, and I'm sure you know, it didn't happen, but there could have been a smoking hot Trish Stratus like person who would have come up to talk to me and I'd have been the same exact way. Totally oblivious. Totally out to lunch. Totally like what? I, yeah. 
Same. Uh, we get a history of the three leading to our next match. A no DQ match with special guest referee Mick Foley. Tr- Kurt Angle versus Triple H. For the match, Angle says it's Stephanie's birthday, so he sings her happy birthday. Uh, when the match starts, Angle Not attacks the injured ribs of Triple H. Triple H with the back backdrops Angle to the outside. Angle then thro- uh, Triple H then throws Angle off the announce table into oh. Fink and then into the steps. Uh, they both get thrown in the barricade. Uh, Triple H goes for the second rope double axe handle, but Tri- Angle grabs him and hits an over-the-head suplex. Angle runs Triple H into Foley, and Angle does the German suplex for a two. Angle and Foley get into it for a second. Uh, Triple H gets thrown to the outside as Triple H uh, throws Angle into the steel steps. Triple H suplexes Angle to the outside on the outside. Uh, Triple H hits Angle on the announce table and then uh, hits him with the chair. Triple H and Angle get onto the announce table, and Triple H is going to go for a uh, pedigree, but he stalls for a second, so Angle low blows him. I really liked that callback to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. They, I bet you they reinforced, rein, uh, reinforced that damn table. It's like, we're not having this uh, incident all over again. Because, like, according to Kurt Angle, after that spot, he had a couple of weeks off. Well, when he did, because he just mentally he he doesn't remember. Yeah. Mentally, he was off. <laughs> Uh, Angle suplexes Triple H through the Spanish announce table. Uh, Angle begins to attack Triple H's ribs again, hits the shoulder tackle in the corner, but goes for it again, but Triple H moves out of the way. Angle with the second rope belly-to-belly suplex for two. Angle puts Triple H in in an abdominal stretch. Angle misses his top rope moonsault. Uh, Triple H hits the face buster and hits the pedigree, and at this moment I've noticed the crowd is is distracted by something. Uh, Triple H is favoring his arm. Um, he calls Stephanie into the ring. Uh, Triple H then tells her need uh, he needs the uh, his weapon. Uh, oh, ne- tells her she needs a pick. Sorry, Stephanie then low blows angle and Triple H pedigrees angle for the win. Seventeen minutes and twenty eight seconds. Stephanie has a confused look on her face after the match, and then Steph- uh, Triple H kisses her with so much passion. And well, was it force. Ruthless aggression. Ruthless aggression kissing. Um, Vince vigorously masturbating in girl. It's like, why couldn't it be me? Linda, you don't kiss me like that. Wait, where's Linda? <laughs> uh, I liked the match up until that ending. The ending was super flat as fuck. Ah, we are in agreement here. I, uh, <laughs> three and a half. We finally get the big one-on-one match. Crowd was invested. Both guys brought it, and I was left wanting more. Maybe it was that odd ending which came out of nowhere and was super just awkward. Maybe uncomfortable? Yeah. And then, of course, I don't remember. I wrote the line out. I don't remember who said it. I Probably King. This, them just being super them. I don't... I'm trying to think of a timeline <sighs> of, the, of this exact moment because there is a second huge piece of business that affects this company not just the move to TNN but there's something else that now I'm just going to talk since it's it's in the process of happening and they moved to TNN um, for the last year since Russo left uh, there has been a guy in charge of creative and this is his last show as full-on mm-hmm. data creative. 
She technically doesn't take over until No Mercy, but the build towards No Mercy is spearheaded by her and her new team. Stephanie McMahon takes over creative at this point. Yep. And this wonderful love story drama thing that has been going on and built up, and which, by the way, grew uh, their female audience to numbers they had never seen before. Is for all intents and purposes finished here with this rather abrupt ending. And and with Stephanie taking over creative, it starts the decline because her first idea is to get Hollywood writers. And things are never the same again. And the story was wrapped up rather abruptly right here because Triple H was on, you know, he didn't want the chance of not being, how do I put it? Even if you weren't dating secretly in real life, if you're not on camera with her as a dynamic couple, you might lose a little bit of your aura. And that was nothing he was going to chance. And now that the person who's in charge of creative is the one you're secretly dating, um, you've got a lot of pool. And so that's why this whole thing at the end happened, where you need to make a decision. And so... They could have kept it going and built it up, but now coming out of this pay-per-view, you know exactly where her intentions are. It's with him. Uh, they do some penny any shit, but mm. it, it died here. And the female audience left with the show, by the way. Mm. So never to return, really. This, this is something that I, I was thinking about during this show, just because watching Angle Triple H. I know what the answer generally is, and if you... St- Say the answer. You're not wrong. Hulk Hogan is the greatest politicker in the history of wrestling. Oh, yeah. 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 But is it, in fact, Triple H? Hogan didn't marry Stephanie. So, <laughs> I mean, it would have been weird. Think, thinking about it. She, she was 10 when he won the title the first time. Think about this. Like, Triple H is great in the ring. He's a really great worker, right? Yeah. But outside of that, he wasn't going to progress. He latched on to Shawn Michaels, who then latched on to Stephanie. Who then latched onto Vince. You want to know the honest to God truth? Is he better than Hogan? I mean no disrespect to Triple H in terms of work. But the best thing that ever happened to him, the absolute best (laughs) thing, was Hall and Nash going to WCW. Because he was, at best, he was going to be number four in that group. Oh, yeah, he was number four. He he was ahead of Waltman. But at best, that's all he was ever going to be, is number four in that group. Those guys leaving and him being able to latch on to Sean. leaving. Yeah. But just being able to latch on to Sean as the only other dude did so much more that for him. Helps, because if, if he, Hall and Nash stay, he never gets that high. If no. you go back, it, like, if you flip the switch for a second and you go to WCW with Hall and Nash there in the peak of NWO, mm-hmm. you had 30 guys, but you're it's Hogan, Hall, Nash. Yeah, Hogan politicking, you're not going to get anywhere near. Yep. So best thing that ever happened to him were his two buddies leaving. Yeah. Because that set in effect everything that came after. He wouldn't have been that high up in the in the uh, in the uh, process creatively, like in terms of like guys they would look at. Um, that's how Vince got to like him. Like he's a good worker, he's loyal. But that shit would have never came up if those like, other guys just stayed. It's a horrible thought, but like I'm sure they love each other or whatever. But like it feels like a concerted effort on his part to win the graces of Stephanie McMahon. It worked. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it happened by accident. It felt like, huh, she's about my age. Because on top of, yeah, he's like five years old. Because on top of that, let's, 
Let's fast forward, okay, just for a second. I know we don't usually do this in here, but this is an interesting conversation. It's our show. We do it's, it's, beyond, it's, it's beyond the war story, yes, so it's it is. fine. Let's fast forward to 2002, 2003. If he doesn't have, if he isn't in that committed relationship with Stephanie, and he bombs like he bombed his world champ yeah. and business, he would have never been able to keep the spot and just keep going and going and going as ratings went further and further down and pay-per-view virus went further and further down. Make no mistake about it. In 2002, 2003, they hemorrhaged viewers, and he was the guy on Raw. He was absolutely pushed as the dude. There was nobody else. He doesn't get to stay there and just, like, write it out. And somehow history has kind of forgotten the fact that when they were hemorrhaging all those Attitude Era fans, he was the guy on top. He, he would go back down to the IC title. Yeah, but they never had to do that yep. because of where he was. Yep. Smart man. So we're in Philadelphia for this show, but two cools in WWF New York dancing. That's of course, they are. That's my segue. Well, I mean, Philly didn't want to see them. Yeah, that's not. It's not a Philly act. But let's see if Philly wants to see this guy. As we get a promo now by one Shane McMahon. No, what would be the answer to that? Shane says he wishes he didn't have to come down to this, but he has to. Uh, he has to publicly call out the uh, culprit. This person is someone who you may not expect. He has history with vehicle assault, so he shows footage of when Steve Blackman backed up into Ken Shamrock. I was like, I'm like, why is Ken Shamrock like, on my screen? I didn't screen? know any of this happened. I was like, what in the fuck are we doing? I enjoyed right? the fact that he found a way to get back at the guy that Tadmir killed him last month. So you know what? I know how to fuck you over. I uh, when when they show the footage, I'm like, holy shit, it's Ken Shamrock. Like, Ken Shamrock's not a pay per view, baby. But yes, it's he one. He might have still been under contract in late 2000. He probably still was, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But it, uh, it's uh, one Steve Blackman. So Blackman comes out, Shane runs away, but then Stone Cold comes out, makes well, his. First of all, I like Blackman face. He's like, what in the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I had a slight problem. As much as I in, like laughed at Shane trying to get his guy defeated with beat up, I had a slight problem with this. And it's nitpicking at best, okay? Yeah. First, they wanted Austin to come out in front of that crowd, and holy shit, did they explode. Yep. But, like, he's he's staring at Blackman like, what the fuck, this could be true. Yeah. When 10 minutes ten minutes earlier, he's in the rock stock room, a guy who actually benefited from him being out. Oh, I know it wasn't you, but it was your car. Can you give me a heads up? Like, but but yet you're, you're looking at Blackman as if, hmm, possibly. <laughs> really? Like in my head, I'm just like... In a shoe fight, Black would beat the oh, yeah. brakes off of you, dude. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Black was thinking, like, if I took my shot, if I shoot my <laughs> shot right now. I mean... I, I could, just take him out for real. I could be in the WrestleMania main event next year. Who's hey, going to say no? I took out all. Brother. What are you going to do? Well, I'm on the main event. Are you sure I'm on the main event, Vince? It's funny because I just... I just Blackman a, goes in for business from himself. It's a different he, kind of politics where he just beats the fuck out of people. I got an idea. I just read a... Bob Holly shared, like, an excerpt from his book on Twitter. That's got to be a crazy-ass book. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and he's uh, he's talking about the time that Steve Blackman almost killed Bradshaw, and they had to stop him from doing it. Damn it! And he's Why? like, so it's so it's me, he, and this is uh, Holly talking. So it's me, Shamrock, and Blackman in the car, and Jesus, and he's like, fucking Christ. He's like, so think about that. In that car, I'm the soft, nice uh, teddy bear. Oh my god! So like, so he's like, we're traveling, and earlier in the day, Bradshaw was drunk from the night before. You don't say. And at the airport was fucking with Blackman. And, you don't say. And he was going to, and Blackman said he was going to kill him. 
And the whole drive, Holly's like, I'm driving. Blackman's next to me, and Shamrock is in the back seat. And the entire time, Shamrock is just laying into. He's just fucking with Blackman. He's like, I don't know, man. Bradshaw's gonna kick your ass, dude. I've seen him fight. There's no way you can fight him. Bradshaw's a killer. Like in the car with Bradshaw. Yeah, with yeah, and in, in the car with Blackman. And and the whole time, Blackman's just stewing, just Jesus. getting madder and madder. And Holly's like, Jesus Christ, he's going to kill him. The whole time, Shamrock's just kneeling him the whole fucking time. And finally, by the end of the ride, they get to the hotel, and he's like, you know, the boys don't always stay at the same hotel. It's just wherever they give us. Yeah. But when you know, we go, we walk in, and there's Farouk and Bradshaw checking in as well. And by that point, Bradshaw had um, sobered up, and I think Simmons had talked to him. And he tried to you know, apologize, shake his hand. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I was drunk and goofing around. But Shamrock had got him so much. Blackman's like, no, it's on sight. I'm going to kill you the next time I see you. And then just walks to his room. <laughs> and like... <laughs> and Holly's Hall, and like, and here I am thinking, how am I going to stop him from killing him? I don't, I'm tough. I don't think I can. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. And it's I was one like, of those, like, <laughs> if he wants to go through you, he's going through yeah. you. I like, just, that's what it is. And it was at that point, I'm like, I need to get Hardcore Holly's book. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. I just love that statement. Like, think about that. In that car, I'm the, like, mild tempered, like, little pussycat. <laughs> like, my God. So Stone Cold comes out. However, he comes out to a uh, new theme song played by Disturbed. Oh, yeah. Uh, thoughts? Mm. I forgot about Freddie Garcia. Um, I like it. I liked it at the time. I liked it now. I'm not always a fan of when they get bigger acts to redo wrestling themes. Looking at you, Stacey Kubler with Kid Rock's She's Got Legs. Or, <laughs> like... It doesn't always work, right? Uh, the 85 theme song, Saliva Did. Although Bautista's is a work of art. Um, well. It's just like, but uh, this, this one I don't mind. It's, I don't know, for some reason do I you just think, dug it. Do you think, do you, you're okay? It's like, you like the theme song, but are you, are you okay with it being debuted on his return? Or maybe do normal one tonight and then the new one tomorrow night on Raw? No, nah, might as well rip the Band-Aid off and just have it from Jump Street with him back. Oh, you still got the glass. As long as the glass is yeah. there, they know who it is. I think that might be the reason I don't hate it as much as other ones is the, the, the glass is there, but also the music doesn't stray from... I mean, it's a little more new metal You can metal-ish. still tell it's his song. Yeah. Okay. They just put lyrics to it. Yeah. So as uh, Stone Cold's coming out... Wonderful lyricist disturbed. As Stone Cold's <laughs> coming out, uh, Shane has the uh-oh look for Blackman. Uh, Blackman has the oh no look as Blackman's trying to talk sense in Austin. Austin and Blackman get face to face with Shane getting in the, uh, behind and talking trash to Blackman. Uh, Blackman turns around, but Austin hits, uh, hits the stunner. Shane celebrates with Austin. Shane grabs Austin's beers. They're going to drink some beers together. And then they do. But then Austin stuns Shane twice. <laughs> the gasp. Austin drinks some more beer and then stuns Shane for the third time. Hi, uh, Shane can take a stunner so well. Why can't his father? Because his father... You know, I mean, Shane, it's such a good style job when Shane does it. How do I put this? He's the most unathletic human being I've ever seen. You're um, not wrong. Like, he, he's, he works out. He's, he's got the build. He's in gym he shape. He is naturally the most unathletic human being you've ever seen. Imagine in watching life. Van like, run a mile. Like, how no. ugly that would be. No. On the other hand... Shane is a fantastic athlete. 
phenomenal athlete. He's, he's better sh- than most of the boys in that locker room. <laughs> he shares his dad's daredevil, like, no fear approach Yeah, Vince to will do shit. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about getting hurt. But, but for some reason, cannot get his dad's love at all. Like, he's everything Vince thinks he is, but isn't. And so back to our Triple H thing, that's the other thing I was going to bring up. The spot that Triple H has should have been Shane. Not fucking his sister, but like... <laughs> Would have been weird. Like the business part of it, that should yeah. have been Shane McMahon. Except for... It should have been. Except for everybody says, uh, even his friends, say that some of the worst ideas ever pitched in that company's history are by Shane. Like he just doesn't grasp So he doesn't get the creative part of wrestling. Yeah. He gets the business part. Yeah. Stephanie doesn't have either. She's bad at both. <laughs> Is the problem That's with there point. with that? Um, yeah, like if he didn't just watch the business part, I guess he's a lot like his mom in that sense. I mean, he knew Good that they should have bought UFC. Yeah, and he got the streaming thing down like way before anybody else. He had the whole tr- uh, he had the whole worldwide uh, farm system that Triple H thought up himself for NXT. Well, uh, he pitched it like five years earlier. Well, well, yeah. Like everything they eventually did in that sense, he came up with first or was a spearhead for a uh, fan for. Um, I mean, he got overall underground. He built a TV network in Asia. Didn't work, but he tried. China's a tough place to, to get Well, in. they don't like Western uh, media, so it's, yeah. it's a tough sell. Yeah. You're <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> you know. But anyway, yeah, like I don't understand why Vince doesn't like be like, God damn, it's a good kid. I got there. Well, <laughs> happy birthday, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Well, he writes a fucking seven tweet love letter to John Cena. The son I never <laughs> wish I ever had. Uh, we got a history here of the main event as we're moving to it, but we're gonna go to one Michael Cole, Michael with the Rock. Well, hold on, hold on, before you go into that, I love the history package. The history package is this: Benoit's been fucked over twice, and the other dudes just jumped in. That's the story. That checks out. Yep. Real, that's the story for your main event? Well, then why isn't it just Benoit and Rock? Bingo. As we said, what the it fuck do Kane and Taker have anything been. to do As with we said, what, two two <laughs> to three pay-per-views ago? Should have been. Should have just been Rock and Benoit. Uh, Cold Rock. Uh, Rock says Austin didn't leave whether he wants and asked if any of his opponents will get what they want, and, and that's their title. Uh, uh, Kane might just want to box and matches so he can light his big ass on fire. <laughs> Ben Wall might want to pet Wolverine so he can lick the left, lick his left testicle. Uh, Undertaker might want to ride his bike around the arena because it gives him that funny feeling. <laughs> Do Wolverines have testicles? Ask Butch. Ask Butch. He's rabid now. Yeah, there he's it a is. rabid Wolverine. Butch. And they and Dodie tweeted that that he's rabid. Oh my god! Oh, they, I mean, they themselves have tweeted I mean, at some that. Some point, now. man, it, it's a word in the English language. You know, it's okay to say it. Yeah, but putting that and Wolverine together on that show—I mean, he corrected it yeah. eventually. That's ballsy. He's a rabid <laughs> animal. Uh, Rock Bullabies says he's going to. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to shove all three of their heads up their ass so far that they can hear uh, them sing. So let's get to our main event. What? Not one of the this Rock's promo parts. was. I was like, what are you talking about? Apparently, I've forgotten. Apparently, The Rock in late 2000 was on all the cocaine. This is a miss for I The Rock. <laughs> so, good job, Gwartz. Let's go to our main event for action. a fader four way for the WWF Championship Chris Benoit versus Kane versus The Undertaker versus uh, The Rock. That's Joe Lussell's favorite wrestler, Chatty Cathy Kane. Chatty Cathy Kane, that's right. Uh, ref, the refs are all in the ring to separate all the opponents for the bell rings. Uh, bell rings, Rock battles with Kane as Undertaker battles with Benoit. 
Rock and Undertaker have a stare down, but Kane and Benoit stopped that from happening yet. Rock and Benoit fight in the crowd. Kane hits his top rope clothesline on the Undertaker for a two. Rock hits the... Oh, starts choking Benoit with the camera cord, showing him how to use it down the line. Rock with a Samoan drop on Kane. Kane with a one-arm power slam. Uh, Benoit rams Undertaker into the post. Undertaker military presses Benoit onto the top of the barricade. Uh, Rock and Undertaker double-team Kane. Undertaker with a sidewalk slam on the Rock. Undertaker goes for old school, but Undertaker uh, but the Rock throws uh, him off the top turnbuckle. Kane goes for the tombstone, but the Rock falls back, and Kane uh, th- uh, then throws Kane into the ref, so we have a ref bump in this fatal four-way. Undertaker comes in with the chair and hits the Rock with it. Benoit comes in and hits the Undertaker with the chair. Earl gets up and makes <coughs> the three count. However, the Undertaker's foot's on the rope, so Benoit starts celebrating, runs up the ramp. However, one Mick Foley comes out to restart the match. It's deja vu all over again for one Benoit. I don't. I did not know Benoit should be a two-time champion by now. Right? Yep. Uh, the other three men as he Benoit is... They're ye- WCW in his ass. Yeah, Hard. God damn it. As Benoit is yelling at Foley... <laughs> All three men are side-by-side side just staring at him. Uh, so then all three men decide to uh, beat up one Chris Benoit. Uh, they, Rock throws him in the stage, Kane with the uppercut, and then Undertaker throws him back into the set. Rock picks up the still steps and hits the Undertaker with them. Benoit hits his uh, three belly-to-back suplexes, and on thir- a German on third one, but gets the two. Benoit hits a back belly suplex and a flying headbutt on the uh, Rock, but it get- kicks out at two. Rock puts Benoit in the crossface, but Undertaker breaks it up. Undertaker clotheslines the Rock out of the ring, but the uh, but runs around into a choke slam by Kane. Uh, Rock hits the spine buster and goes for the people's elbow, but Benoit clotheslines him. Undertaker hits the last ride on the Rock, but Kane breaks up the pin. Undertaker and uh, Kane are fighting on the outside, but Benoit comes in and, and hits them both with a chair. Uh, Benoit runs into the into the ring, but the Rock puts him in the uh, crossface. Undertaker breaks it up again. Undertaker one arm slant choke slams Benoit, and Kane pulls it from out of the ring. Kane and Undertaker battling on the outside as Rock and Benoit get up, and Rock hits the Rock bottom for the win. As Undertaker tries to get in, but Kane grabs him by his foot. Sixteen minutes and three seconds, so it's the second longest match of the night behind. Triple H and one Kurt Angle. Uh, sort of a flat match. I mean, it really should have just been Rock and Benoit. So Kane and Taker kind of muddied down the action in the ring, which made it uh, kind of a chore to watch, to be honest. I don't know that it was like a bad match, but it was. It, it wasn't. A chore. I have it tied for best match of the night star rating wise. I gave it three and three quarter. I said your typical four way WF main event, chaos, walk and brawls, and overbooking, all there in uh, in rare form. Uh, Rock and Benoit carried this in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rock retains and stands tall. Final verdict: um, Austin returning oh, to um, stun everything in sight definitely helped, but this was just an okay offering. I hope No Mercy delivers more. Big 10-4. It's a Texas-sized 10-4. Can confirm. I was 
Like, it's better than in Foam Roll. I'm not going to say that it's not. But, um... More was a better show? I mean, this one for sure. This, this show, but, but I Fall Brawl I was prefer more... Fall Brawl. I'll tell you what. Which one am I more likely to rewatch in the next two years? Fall Brawl. Well. 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 So, should we go to the Pirates uh, and all that good stuff? Yeah. So, last year... So... Last year's uh, Unforgiven got a point eight five, which is good for an Unforgiven. That card sucked. With this, well, this is the card: Val Venus versus Steve Blackman with the Brooklyn Brawler special guest ref. What scab ref angle? Remember? Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, D'Lo Brown versus uh, Mark Henry with European Tom team. Pritchard as the special guest ref. Jeff Jarrett versus China with Harvey Wimpleman as the ref. Perfect ref in that match. The Acolytes versus the Dudley Boys. Ivory versus Luna Vachon with Rippleman as the ref. The Outlaws defeating Edge and Christian. For Al- the tag belts. For the tag belts. Al Snow versus Bossman in the Kennel from Hell match. Oh, boy. I believe that, that went our least match of the year last year. Yep, I believe it did. it did. Hear me out if you haven't heard this one before. X-Pac defeats Chris Jericho. Yep. <laughs> and the main event, Triple H defeating Big Show, Bulldog, Kane, Mankind, and The Rock in a six-way. To win the title that Vince w- vacated. With Stone Cold as a special guest enforcer in the outside. Mm-hmm. What a card. Yeah. Sounds riveting. Okay, so between that one and this one, which one oh, would this you watch? Way better. This one. <laughs> so point eight five was last year's. Fall Bra got a point one six. That's not great. This year's buy rate. 1.50. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, don't ever try to tell me that The Rock is on equal level with Stone Cold again. My <laughs> God. He so, was just showing up to talk and got 1.5. 18,092 <laughs> attendance, 16,862 8, 16, paid. That's a star. Right which there. means, so they count attendance as everybody in the building, which yeah. means they pretty much give out no comp tickets. That's all staff yeah. and workers. So they give out no comp tickets. Uh, eight eight hundred. That's what a star looks like. Eight hundred and twenty-two thousand four hundred live gate. Jesus. And one hundred seventy-two thousand two hundred merchandise sales. That's ridiculous for that for Unforgiven. Yep. Damn. Um, so I guess, and I don't mean this as a pot shot to anyone else, but I guess. You can say that in that entire business in 2000 in North America, Stone Cold's the only star because Rock didn't make anything of Rock that difference. Rock and Triple H, Triple H, H hasn't made They've been getting the ones, difference. but it's like 1.1, 1. 1, 1. Goldberg sure as fuck isn't doing anything over in WCW to no. that number. But 1.5? Bonafide goddamn fucking mega superstar in the business? Yep. He's the box office draw. He is the, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya. You know, he's, he's Mike Tyson. He's the guy. And so, like, you know, the, now that we're confirming this through numbers, it makes sense that as entertaining as The Rock's mini comebacks were, and I'm not talking 2012, that made a legitimate amount of money. Yeah. But I'm talking 2003, 2004, that it didn't really make a huge difference. So here, here, here's the, so 1.5 was for Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. 1.4 is SummerSlam. Bigger name. Yeah. But Fully also, loaded, yeah. One point zero four, yeah. And one that's point, rock. One point one nine is King of the Ring, 
What did Survivor Series last year get? Of 90... Of Good question. Last time Austin was on pay-per-view. This will be the first Sur- time... Survivor that... Series 99? Yeah. 1.14. But then the following Armageddon, 0.94. Because Austin's nowhere to be found. War Rumble 2000, 1.58. So, bigger name. WrestleMania 2000, a 2.08. WrestleMania and Rumble sell themselves. Yeah, okay. but like um, other bigger... Like Judgment Day... Um, 1.05. So that's not bad for Judgment Day. 1.5. But 1.5 for, for a unforgiven. Because you can't tell me Rock defending in that fatal four way made that, did that. Or even Triple H and Kurt. That probably helped a lot. That helped. For sure. Because to me, I give most of the SummerSlam battery he just said to Triple H and Kurt. Yeah. It's off you. Yeah, it was. Too bad they killed it tonight. So we're done. With pay-per-views for the month of September. We're moving on to... No Mercy. No Mercy. We have a month before No Mercy and... Uh, six weeks? Six well, there weeks. Five now, but between the WWE shows was six weeks, but now that we're a week done, there's five weeks until Havoc. And just four till No Mercy. Okay. And I'm interested because you have to think uh, No Mercy is going to have an Austin match probably. What's the spec? Yeah, so you got to think if the if this pulls a one point five just for him showing off. Got to be at least off, that, right? What's the, what's a match going to pull? Yeah, that's interesting to keep an eye on. So, so no mercies our next pay per view for the pay per view war stories. But before we get to any of that, let's go to our favorite part of the show, the award show. Let's start off with best match. I, I had two matches rated equally, but I'll give it to Edge and Christian in the Hardys. That's what I went to. Same. The cage <coughs> match. Yep. yep. Uh, Jabroni match the week. The Hardcore Invitational. Yeah. It was my least favorite. Was it yours? Um, just something different? I picked something different. He's a Funaki. Uh, he is. Uh, Funaki. Funaki staying over I'm here. a Funaki sump. Uh, Dudley's APA and the right to censor. I don't know. The crowd was super into that. I agree with you that I wasn't interested, but the crowd was white hot. Yeah. So, I mean. Uh, who is your MVP? I'm Steve Austin. Steve Austin. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Especially after you read that buy rate because no one else pulled yeah. that in. So, like. Steve Austin is mine. Uh, who is your motive? I, this is a tough one, actually. I, well, I, it's not for me, but I kind of want to change it. Go ahead. Because mine will make more sense. In your uh, WTF? No, in a couple months. Oh. Um, I'll go first. Go ahead. Can I you... never thought I'd say this. It's The Rock. I'm, I'll go with you. I'll go with you on and that. I'll say it because the rock. This, this is, believe it or not, this is his like longest title right? signature title right? Yeah. The, the we're going through. Yeah. It's the longest one he has. You... Did, yeah, who, who was it? I just saw somebody who had a who's in WWE right now. Who? Oh, AJ Styles has his, been, run, his run in WWE has lasted longer than The Rock's. Yeah, ninety six yeah. to two thousand and two. AJ's two thousand sixteen to now. And in terms of it, the other day, it just passed it in total of days. AJ has has had a longer run in WWE than The Rock did in his prime. How crazy is that? Right. How crazy is that? This is his signature run. And it's never to catch the Miz, though. So, <laughs> and it just doesn't have anything. <laughs> it's this is the goat. It's been a blah rain. It's been 
Through I, no, really, no fault of his own. He can't decide. He can't. It's not how he's. He doesn't book it. Yeah, I, I, he's the, like this the, is the, the shit the, I'm working with. The like, crowd loves him. However, it, it, it's just he's still as over as he's ever like, been. I wonder, like, because we talked about during summer if you had actually let him feud with Benoit's and Jericho's, if this had been a better title run, I think it would have been. It's like we we talked about because we uh, when it was Benoit versus Rock, the first at the pay per view, the last pay per view they did. Excuse me. And I was like, after I watched the match, I'm like, is this the best wrestling match The Rock has been part of? And we, I think we all agreed it was. But then after that, it's a triple threat match or a fatal four-way match with Kane or Undertaker. Or- Even before Austin comes back, he is firmly planted in just the... I, I'm not going to say mid-card, but he's... He's that Booker T title. You know, right yeah, it's the Booker T title. It's the hour one title. Which we referenced before, but I feel like WWE's doing this. You doing the, that? You doing that cheer champion? We'll do the same thing, but we're just gonna one up it in a way to it's have like, our main event to your hour one. I can't believe they do that because he is the second biggest star in the in the, in the business. Business, yeah. Uh, you by a margin, by the by, way. <laughs> it's Austin and then Rock and then every fucking body else. As early or as late as I want to say. February 99, you could have put Goldberg between them. Yeah. But since then, WWE's fucking fucked him up so bad that it's... And Rock is clearly number two. And history, their history will tell you it's a hell of a lot closer than what we're watching in real time. It's not even close. No. And I I just have a hard time believing it. You have Austin out for... It's been three months since he won the title, right? Austin was nowhere to be found those three months. Yep. And you didn't utilize him bigger as yep. your champ in that time? It, it, you know who you know who so I, I'm gonna do a current day thing for a minute. You know who the Austin injury reminds me of who they should have used more of? Who? Bailey. She was fantastic on the mic. Put yep. her on commentary. Do that with Austin. Put him on commentary. Do something. They did that with Punk for a while. They had Punk do commentary and then Nah, that wouldn't work with Austin. He's too big a star. Or do something with him other than you know, because remember when he when well, at, he had to re- stay at home and rehab that thing. I mean, that's true. Could hardly. I mean, he couldn't walk hardly. But for- he was at the WrestleMania fan access. He probably shouldn't have been there, to be honest. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they wanted him to be three months after his fucking surgery. They wanted him to be physical at Mania, and he was like, no. And they pushed it back to backlash at best. And and he had just gotten the collar off a couple weeks before that. He had a big old beer gut because he couldn't work out. Yep. Uh, they they tried. But he was smart enough. But not to mention, plus, what's Jim Cornette always saying? He's true right in this instance. How can we miss you if you don't go away? Yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons why current day wrestling. Uh, yeah, like I like the idea of scheduling guys off time, and the one company does it, and WWE's starting to do it because it does. Like, okay, once they come back, they just feel fresh because they haven't been there day in and day out for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be done more often. Yeah. Um, because look at the pop he gets. Uh, but The Rock, man. Yeah, we said The Rock. Who's your motive? I'll go with The Rock as well. Um, WTF? So I think we're all essentially on the same page here. And then it's uh, it's just different with Austin being there. You know what's surprising, just I would say? It's a different show. It's a different what, energy. It's yeah. a surprising thing for the... like My WTF would be like the kind of thing like, I'm surprised they didn't use Austin more. For tonight? any for tonight, just for tonight, like you he, don't overdo it. Yeah, you want to because he attacks Angle, he attacks Shane and Blackman. He has a one on one with The Rock. 
Like, and then, I, then I, that's it. He had three, he had three segments. Plenty. And Ironic. then he attacks uh, Kelly when he returns. But first, on pay-per-view, that's too much if you're not wrestling. Uh, Raw, sure. Uh, although I, I'm, of the, I'm of the more conservative thought process. I wouldn't have had him on screen at all until that music hit and he came out for that segment. Do you think the show the truck showing up? Like, you know, don't you have can, him come out. Just... You can show the truck already there. Kelly found the truck. There he's not go. in it. That's fine. Like, so that, where's Austin? Yeah, you're letting people know he's there. Then you can have people just, like, laying out everywhere. It's like yeah, Leslie Nielsen be, be like trying to find The Undertaker. Yeah. Have Kelly, Kevin Kelly or someone be that guy going, like, where's Austin? Is like, he in here? Nope. But, we, it's find, like, but, but we, we find Taka laid out on the floor. With, like, a hat next to him or yeah. something. You know what so I mean? But we've done that before. Finger. But we've done that with Undertaker. Because remember, we've done that with, like, Vince trying to find someone, Austin back, and there he is, and some ball-headed janitor or yeah, something, you know? Do it again. Like, works. Yeah. You haven't done it It's just been a while, yeah. Um, that's what I've done. I wouldn't have put it on screen until then. I agree. Um, but. And that's also a way you could have uh, eliminated people in your conspiracy of, oh, Taka's laid that's out. That's definitely or, not Taka. Or, uh, <laughs> because remember, uh, go back to January 4th, 1999, even though he said his name 400 times, he wasn't on screen till that music hit. And yep. I mean, it's the greatest reaction in history of wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it shook the fucking camera, shook the building. I mean, um, you're not going to get that here, but. Compare that to I the mean, 18. Christ. The 18 segments with Goldberg and Jill across the street on that same night. Yeah. And see which one worked and which one didn't. Ooh, yes. Um, it wasn't Figure Poker Doom, folks. It was Goldberg. Yep. So it's, it's weird to think that that. I, I think they did rock dirty this rain. Even before Austin was coming back, it was like. Rock was so, clearly second thought. They're like tra- revisionist history from them. That like the the rivalry was close. Is it because he went home in oh two oh three oh two? Yeah, they were like, "Well, fuck you." Rock never did that shit to us. Like he left, uh, but like kind of did. But he got their blessing because he was they were producer of his films. Yeah, uh, Austin was just like, "Well, fuck you." Well, no, it got the thing is they just didn't publicize rocks. They got ugly in oh three oh four. Uh, to the point where they didn't even try to contact him to renegotiate a contract. They let it run out. And he was all kinds of butthurt about it. And it was like, well, that's because there were some hurt fucking feelings on that end. Um, they thought he abandoned him. As soon as he got more than one movie a year, and he thought he could be a movie star, which I don't blame him. Well, and he also, did, he also took The Rock out of the name, so it was, he was just yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he wanted Johnson. to be Dwayne Johnson. Which was a mistake. Backfired for a which while. Which he... He came back film. around yeah. when he went yeah. to the Fat Furious movies. Uh, he tried. Well, it's because he tried to be a serious actor. Still doing like Doom and all that, but he tried to be an actor. Not well, his career didn't rebound until that Fast Five, mm-hmm. and he finally figured out. Oh, I just need to be fucking jacked up steroid rock. I just need to be the Rock uh, to to follow the Arnold thought process. Yeah. You know, that's what he did. This needed, and that's what worked. Just needed to be the Rock. You need to be the. Big buff, steroid-out guy with the cheesy one-liners that gets the chuckle out of you. Although it would be nice at this point now to maybe try one movie a little different. Just just one. Just. Like a rom-com? It doesn't have to be a rom-com, but maybe just a drama where he's not, you know, fighting robots or what, saving the world. That'd or, be difficult for him because the fact, like, how big he is, it's like, okay, buddy, you have to lose 30 pounds of money. He Charlie Chaplin. He's a silent movie. <laughs> well, rumor is, he, rumor is he's going to be... Uh, if they do Aladdin, he might be the genie to replace Will Smith. I digress. Because the, the slap. The slap, brother. Because so? Hollywood is overreacting the fuck out of that slap. Chris Rock is literally making jokes about it on stage. 
Like, who gives a fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so, what, know, uh, like so uh, your uh, WTFs are? Mine is just it's different with Austin. Them fucking here. The Rock, man. Fucking they rock. fucked different. The Rock this yeah. time. Because it wasn't even Austin. It was all about Triple H. Who's not even to that level yet in 2000. And it's all about him. Yeah. All right. So this brings an end to this pay-per-view war stories as we're moving on to the Monday night and the midweek. And then in a month or so, we'll be back for No Mercy. From, I believe, Albany, New York. Mm. So yeah, Albany and buddy. Buffalo will both get a pay-per-view in like three months? Yep. Cool. In two months. Fucking oh, Christ. Good for them. Fuck up state. Chicago's been missing out, so maybe bring them back. <laughs> Chicago some love, please. But hey, the ha- Havoc's from MGM Grand in Vegas. There, so. That's where it should be. So, as or should be, is that also... Was that last year? That was. Yeah. Last year was the MGM? Yep. It's been the MGM since 96. As it should be. As it should be, going to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com, where you can find all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can also listen to us on... Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Baby! You can also listen to all of our shows, all of our podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Didn't you used to be Jamaican? <laughs>